1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: And thanks to those two guys bringing us in the hour number 2 that would be Mr. Len Rollins who you can hear this time of the year calling LSU baseball on the SEC Plus TV network for LSU and also the guy who wrote and recorded that song, uh, my theme song, uh, Mr. Reed Alleman, a Cajun boy from Norco area who is now out in uh, Colorado, but he comes back home quite often, two of my favorite folks. Well, thanks for ju- joining us for hour number two. We got lots more to talk about, fishing reports coming up from some of our field reporters. Got a couple of announcements to make. Uh, the CCA, Louisiana Chapter of the Coastal Conservation Association, is asking for your help in contacting your legislator, Sometime between now and Tuesday when they expect House Bill 1033 to go before the Natural Resources uh, Committee. In fact, it's been approved there. We'll be moving on. House Bill 1033, what it will do is to basically request the state or, or the state Department of Wildlife and Fisheries to do a study on the impact of removing pogies from the water and also the bycatch on speckled trout, redfish, uh, shrimp, nesting birds, even sea mammals. And it would provide information on the harvest to better make better decisions on management. You know, there's been some controversy over how far to allow the boats to operate the big pogey boats. And uh, I don't see anyone could be opposed to this because what it's asking is uh, to acquire more scientific data to make better management decisions, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever it turns up with. Uh, I think it's necessary in order to make these decisions because we really – Don't know. We don't have much understanding of of how this industrialized harvest impacts uh, the ecosystem, the damage to the coast, and also some of the species there. So uh, if you believe in it, House Bill 1033, uh, you know who your legislator is. Contact them and ask them to vote for it. All right, we also have coming up uh, on April 27th, that's a Wednesday at the Covington Country Club. Uh, there's an invitation open to everyone, a recreational, commercial fishermen and placamans, Jefferson, St. Bernard. There's going to be a meeting there to explain the hard facts and truth about the two proposed sediment diversions on both sides of the Mississippi River, some of the effects of the coastal community and the economy of South Louisiana. If you want to reserve a spot, Joe Patari is the contact, and you can reach Joe, 985 Seven seven three two. That's to RSVP for a seating. Joe Pateri nine eight five five zero two seven seven three two. Six thirty Wednesday, April twenty seventh, Covington Country Club. All right, had some questions about the iodine taste in shrimp. Okay, if it's iodine, there's a couple things. You can get a chemical taste that's not exactly iodine, but it's kind of a metallic taste, or you can get the iodine. If it's the iodine, basically there is uh, some algae and worms. Probably the shrimp, if it's in shrimp instead of fish, they're feeding on algae that contains uh, bromophenol, which is uh, it's actually a harmless toxin, not a toxin, but it's it's uh, just, a, uh, I guess, a, a chemical compound that is found in nature. Uh, it's harmless, but it's very distasteful. If you happen to get some of the shrimp, And you get that iodine taste or smell, if you marinate them in milk for about a half hour, about 30 minutes, it'll lessen it and remove it. Now that chemical taste, sometimes if shrimp are being held on a boat for quite a long time before they're brought into the market, they will put a brine mix in there, and there's sodium bisulfite, which is another harmless uh, protective. It it, it actually will help keep them fresher, but it does kind of give them a metallic taste, and again, soaking it in milk, but the best thing to do is ask it to, to smell the shrimp, uh, give it the old smell test, and if it smells a little iodiney or chemically, uh, I would maybe go somewhere else and buy you shrimp. And, of course, it, can't, it may not be the, the seafood market's fault. It may be you know just that they got these in from the, the shrimper who added that brine mix in there and maybe went a little heavy on that sodium bisulfite, or it could be a natural phenomenon for the iodine where what they're feeding on uh, contains that bromophenol. Anyway, that's the story on that. Uh, someone wanted to know my PB personal best bass years ago, Toledo Bend. Uh, I didn't put it on a scale because I released the fish, but we estimated somewhere between 5 and 6 pounds, which is not a huge bass. Uh, never caught a double-digit bass. I really don't fish. If I would have to say the the fish that I fished the least for, probably would be bass, but uh, that would be it, between 5 and 6. I have a picture of it somewhere. Uh, up in Toledo Bend, fishing it in the deep water up there. All right, when we come back after this, we got Mike Gallo. We call him Born on the Bayou. I don't know if he's born on the bayou, but he lives on the bayou, makes us living there. We'll tell you what he's been up to and get you some fishing information for you on this Easter full moon weekend right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well,
2: that guy can sing it, huh? Let me do it for Mike Gallo. And this report anyways brought to you by CETO. Yeah, you know CETO. 199 bucks for a year. Get you unlimited fuel drops. You get out there, you run out of fuel, your gauge was wrong, you forgot to fuel up, somebody barred your boat and didn't gas it up and you didn't check and you need it, call them. They'll come bring you some fuel, also tow you in if you need that, jumpstart, electrical problems, whatever it takes, they'll get you back to the dock safe and sound. It's like having a AAA policy on the water. Mostly it's peace of mind for both you and your loved ones, and you can get it with just one phone call to a great guy, Captain Chris Orfanello. Call Chris. Don't have to worry about his last name. Just call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or click sito.com. You can sign up online. Captain Mike joins us now. And, Mike, before we wrap up here, I want to remind you we're going to get your recipe for your microwave speckle trout before you go. But let's talk about where we get the speckle trout before we put them in the microwave. What's been going on?
4: Well, Don, it's been a it's been a pretty good week. Uh, early in the week, we had good weather, and uh, the bridges over Lake Pontchartrain are producing good numbers of trout and some above average size trout. You could either throw plastics at them. I threw plastics at them yesterday and had good success. Avocado was the color of choice for me yesterday. Um, had a light tide. So I fished a 5-16-ounce jig head. Um, nothing special. I, I like to use fluorocarbon, but I talked to some others that were using braid with a short leader and bouncing plastics. And, of course, the live shrimp work, worked really well. So um, that was early in the week. Then, of course, we had bad weather throughout the mid part of the week. I was able to get out Thursday, Friday, and back to the bridges in Lake Pontchartrain, I did a loop. I made a short run to um, one of the platforms in Lake Bourne, and it had some trout on it as well. They just seem to be smaller. I guess I'm a little spoiled with those 15 or better inch fish coming out of Train. You know, why move and catch 12 to 14s?
2: Yeah, nothing like a good Pontchartrain trout run, and that's really good news. Now, let me ask you this. When you found them, did you anchor up and work that area, or did you continually troll uh, up and down the bridges?
4: We were trolling. There was only two of us yesterday, and uh, my client was throwing live bait. Was throwing plastic. So if I'd get a bite and miss one, I could tell him where. And then it seemed like there was little schools. We might catch two or three out of that school before they moved on. Uh, I did see many boats anchored, and the, the captains that I spoke to, the captains that are here at the lodge where they store their boats, um, anchored up and had good success just sitting. So I guess it's a, a personal choice. I like to move around. Uh, if you anchor and those fish come by you with live bait in the water, you have a chance of holding them closer to you longer at school, or even most of them. That's cool.
2: Yeah. You know, the, the plastics can be very effective there, particularly if you're doing the hit-and-run tactic. You keep moving around the bridges. But, yeah, what you mentioned, hold them there. you got live shrimp, and once the, the trout hit them and they get that in the water and they start regurgitating, uh, it, it, you can you can kind of work them over there. What's the availability on live bait? I got a note this morning that Island Marina over there in Lake Catherine's loaded up with live bait. Do most of the shops have them if you want to get the shrimp in that area?
4: It does seem like all the local marinas, are having good numbers of live bait and they're good size live bait as well a lot of times in the spring the shrimp are really small inch and a half to two but we had some good size shrimp i would like them to be three inches long that would be my perfect size um so really good numbers of shrimp and just about the right size
2: mike your thoughts on full moon we've got a full moon today uh this weekend I've always thought, you know, a couple days before, a couple days after. But it depends on the time of the year. And this is definitely speckled trout spawn time. So what would you say about full moon fishing? If somebody had no other plans, uh, this could probably be the weekend to get out and break it on, break in some speckled trout catching.
4: Well, Don, I'm, I'm, I'm very similar to uh, what your freshwater reporter was telling us. Um, I like the full moon. It doesn't bother me. In the cooler months, you know, the spring, I don't mind fishing the full moon in April, May, or even. Months come along, July and first part of September, I try to steer away from the full moon. And the theory on catching trout ahead of the moon or behind the moon is they're going to spawn around the full moon. So three days before, three to five days, we figure they're really feeding, pre-spawn, get a meal before you go spawn, And then after you spawn, you're a little bit depleted, so you want to eat a lot again. And that seems to be um, true. The only difference I would throw into that is, you know, fish sort of spawn by class. So you might have a two-year-old fish that's spawning three days before the full moon, but a three-year-old fish may be three days before a full moon, and an older fish may be even further apart. So they don't all spawn at the exact same time, and I sort of think it's, You know, by design, if you have a big fish kill, not all the same class of fish are in one area at one time. They're kind of spread out by classification. And that way, like I said, if you did have a fish kill, you wouldn't kill them all off. The other classes could fill in.
2: Got it. Mike, uh, we've been uh, talking about getting recipes from our field reporters. One of our listeners suggested that. You're up this week, and it's a recipe I learned from you. It's simple, it's healthy. There's no cleanup, and it's tasty. Recipes don't get any better than that. You've told us how to catch the speckled trout. Talk about how you cook them sometimes.
4: Well, that is very simple. I get some paper plates, and I'll spray a little cooking spray on one of the plates, and I'll lay my fillets down on that plate. You can fill the plate up across one layer across the bottom and put any kind of seasoning you want it, a little bit of butter, you know, your Louisiana fish fry seasoning is one of my favorites. You can cut up some onions, some shallots, any sort of seasoning that you prefer. What's what you prefer? Put a second paper plate over the top of it. Put it in the microwave for about three minutes and twenty to three minutes and thirty seconds. Uh, my microwave is a thousand watts, so that gets some. They kind of steam and cook inside the plate. When you're done, the top plate can fan the bottom plate to cool them off because you're going to want to eat them as soon as possible. You eat them, your paper plates go in the trash can, no mess in the microwave, and it's done. You didn't fry them, so you don't have any excess grease in there. Healthy for you, quick. You can do it in five minutes prep time and probably less time to consume them.
2: Very good. One of the best recipes, and we thank you for it. Mike, uh, they can find you on my website if they go to dontheoutdoorsguy.com. They've also got aaofla.com. That's you. Give them the telephone number if they want to call you and book a trip.
4: My telephone number, you can call, leave a message, or text. That number is 985-781-7811.
2: Mike, how many people can you can you take on a fishing trip with your other staff? Because I know this is getting into be the prime time as we head into the month of May.
4: Yeah, we've taken groups up to 27. The lodge can sleep 18, so a little flexibility between the two. Uh, we welcome the big groups. It's kind of fun when you have all those guys wandering around. Of course, there's lots of fish stories and side bets and all that sort of stuff, so it gets to be a little more festive when you have more people.
2: And bachelor parties, as long as they behave themselves, can't get into too much yeah, trouble at the Spots but... and Dots Lake House. They're kind of safe, I'm sure. That the brides enjoy their their husbands going to uh, have bachelor parties at the Spots and Dots Lake House. Mike, thanks for all the info, the reports, the recipe, and everything else. We appreciate it. Happy Easter to you and Jacqueline, and we'll catch up with you next week.
4: Sounds good, Don. Happy Easter to you and all your listeners. We'll talk to you thanks. next week.
2: All righty, there he goes, Captain Mike Gallo, angling adventures of Louisiana. And it is adventure and an education when you fish with Mike, I promise you. All right, coming back after this, more fishing reports, more text messages, that stuff you and I just love to talk about. Oh, yeah, bad boys coming up, too. All that after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: And it's time for our paddler slash peddler, if you got a pedal kayak, and also our uh, canoe and raft, whatever you got, if you floats and you paddle it. We've got a report for you. It's in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It's a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find those guys in New Orleans, around Mid City, Baton Rouge, Covington. Got some of the best kayak fishing models like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft. Their website has a lot of products and accessories and we'll point out when they have those demo days and you can find all that at MasseyOutfitters.com. Check them out on Facebook. They also have the Try and Ride Before You Buy program, wonderful place to shop if you're interested in kayak fishing. And one guy who's very interested in it, it's an integral part of his life, is Brendan Bayard. He joins us now. Brendan, uh, thanks for joining us on this Easter weekend. I had a listener who's headed to Dulac with a kayak. What can you suggest for them?
3: Oh, I think think he's going to run into a, a good bit of speckled trout. Uh, we've, we've been having a lot of nice speckled trout catches pretty much everywhere. We have a, a light south wind today, so it should pump that water up a little bit, and trout should be pretty much all over the coast, up in the marshes, in the bays. Uh, we've been getting so many nice reports of trout all over the coast. Chenier-Kaminata uh, area has been producing some big trout. That would probably be a good area today as well. Uh, right there by Grand Isle. And then we have um, the Buris area has been a really a, a hot spot this year. Um, it's continuing to produce some, some uh, upper-sized trout right now. All those oyster uh, reefs out there are, are really productive. Uh, and then out in Big Lake, uh, West Cove, this is, this is the time of year you want to get out there and fish areas like Cross Reef. Um, those areas out in the middle, those oyster areas, and uh, throw those topwaters and hold on for those big trout.
2: Uh, Brendan, this is full moon weekend, April spawn. I'm sure it's going to be in progress. What are your thoughts on fishing full moon periods?
3: Uh, I I don't mind them. Um, I I like to fish. uh, I like to time my uh my fishing times with the solar lunar bite uh you know the the um the prime and the uh you know the midday um i guess they call it the uh you know the best yeah the peak period and then like the uh half peak period ever since i fished in the in the night uh in texas a few times and we would stay out there all night wade fishing. Uh, this is in, you know, no moon pitch black. And you could almost, uh, pinpoint the exact time that peak period would start. You're throwing lures all night and all of a sudden they start biting and you look at your phone and sure enough, it's that peak period. And it, and it the fish bite for two hours. And as soon as that peak period is done, it's over. And just like it says, it's over. Uh, ever since then I've been really following that kind of religiously and it's paid off. Um, you know, it doesn't always work like clockwork like that, but uh, ever since that that uh, day, uh, I've been uh, really paying attention to it. And, and for the most part, that, that coincides with you really when those fish start to bite. And, you know, a lot of other things are important, especially water clarity and, you know, wind conditions and just the ability for the fish to see the lure. But I think, you know, once you get past those things and there's bait in the area, the fish can see the lure. It really uh, gets down to that that peak period that I like to concentrate on.
2: Yeah, I, I certainly believe in the saloona periods and the tables, but again, the local conditions can trump that. If you get a real strong wind or a storm, no matter what the saloona table tells you, it's not going to make any difference. But for the most part, on the yep. normal conditions, yeah, you can you can almost set your watch by them sometimes. Uh, if you would before you go, Brendan, give us one good freshwater spot for this weekend. How about your old spot up there at Lake Chico? Maybe that might be a nice place this time of year.
3: Oh yeah, that would definitely be a great great place. Go uh, go in there with like a jackhammer. Uh, you know, one of those chatterbaits. Throw it uh, up against those banks and let it fall down those those cypress knees. You could probably even get a few uh, frog bites. Uh, the water's getting a little bit warmer right now. Throwing up into some of that hydrilla and stuff. Uh, that's always fun for me. I, I, I really like to fish with topwater for bass. Uh, so you know, this is the time of year to get both bass and big trout. So it's kind of heaven for us fishermen. And uh, you know, get at it. We have a we have an event coming up in two weeks. It's the Redfish Rumble. It's going to be in Terrebonne Parish. That's going to be the weigh ins going to be at the uh, pack launch over there uh, down in Point of shin And it uh, should be some pretty good reds coming out of there. It's a two-fish stringer, and that's going to be on the 15th or the uh, 30th. Sorry. Today is, <laughs> today's is, close is to the is, 15th.
2: Is that a catch uh, photo and release, or is that going to be a bring them in?
3: Yeah, that's going to be a string them and bring them tournament. Okay. Uh, just two reds underneath 27, and they are real sticklers on that 27. So uh, make sure you, weigh them, uh, you measure them twice before you bring them in.
2: Got it. Well, we'll be talking to you on that date. Are you planning to fish it? Yes, sir. Well, great. We'll talk to you then and get some updated conditions uh, from the water. All right. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Brendan. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. Bye-bye. And there he goes, Brendan Bayard, one of our two field reporters. Next week you'll hear from Captain Eric. All right, we come back after this. Oh, bad boy time. We got a really bad guy for you this week. Stay tuned. His story is next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward.
2: All right, checking our text message board, I got a question here. It wants to know, is there a certain depth that trout prefer to spawn in? So having that information during the spawn, you would know what depth of water to fish, right? So it's a good question to ask. Uh, The typical depth would be anywhere from three to six foot. Could be deeper. But probably more important than that is the salinity. And don't hold me to this because I'm trying to do it from memory. I believe it's between 15 and 25 parts per thousand. When the salinity level is at that rate, that's where fish are going to spawn. They've got to have that high salinity to get those eggs to float. Uh, The temperature, uh, usually in the mid to high 70s, but anywhere from 77 to, I think, 86 is where that spawn will occur. So you're looking for warm water. Average depth water, but most importantly, if you bring a uh, instrument with you that measures salinity, that will help you locate spawning trout. Another comment on uh, Mike Gallo's wonderful recipe. I call it uh, Trout 321 because on my microwave, 3 minutes and 21 seconds is about perfect. It's on the paper plate with the spray butter, no mess, no fuss. It's healthy, it's tasty, and this listener calls it microwave specs and papiotes. Genius, thanks. Yep, thanks to Mike Gallo for turning us on to that wonderful recipe. All right, we're going to pause just 10 seconds. On the other side of that, boy, one of our baddest bad boys so far this year, his story's next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Right after we pause these 10 seconds to let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are. Well, this story goes back to last November when Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery agents Force Senior Agent Michael Treadway, Lieutenant Bo Robertson, Sergeant Carl Pickett, Corporal Mike Hebert, Senior Agent Dylan Armentor, and Senior Agent Michael Darbon began investigating one Garrett Sterling after getting information that he illegally killed a deer with a bow using another person's license and tag and without possessing a basic hunting, big game, and bow hunting license. The investigation also led them to discover Sterling was in possession of five firearms, one of which was reported stolen, and possession of illegal narcotics, at which time they subsequently booked him into the Calcasieu Paris Jail. Awaiting trial for filing false public records, Possession of Schedule 4 narcotics, possession of Schedule 2 narcotics, illegal possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, possession of a firearm while in possession of controlled dangerous substances, possession of a stolen firearm using another person's hunting license, bow hunting without basic, big game, or bow license, and... Failing to comply with deer tagging requirements, I mean, why bother, and facing total possible criminal fines and civil restitution of the payback of the deer, $23,033 and up to 20 years in jail, is 33-year-old Garrett D. Sterling of Lake Charles, our bad boy of the outdoors. Well, the moral of that story is, if you like to use narcotics and while you're in possession of a stolen firearm, don't borrow or steal somebody else's bowhunting license and tag, as you could be inducted to our extensive brotherhood of bad boys and girls of the outdoors. Welcome aboard, Mr. Sterling. I'm sorry, Mr. Garrett Sterling, 33- of Lake Charles. Coming up next, uh, Ryan Lambert. We're gonna head down to Plaquemines Parish, get a fishing report there, see if under this full moon, warming waters, spawn is putting some speckle trout. He calls them thumpers, those big ones when they hit the boat and they bounce around. Love to hear that sound. We'll see if it's happening down in Plaquemines. Right after this pause on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And Ryan Lambert is the Plastic Man, Cajun Fishing Adventures, and uh, good morning, Ryan, and i got to ask you, it's full moon, April, water temperatures are up, salinities are up, river had not been too high, looks like the stage is set for some speckled trout down in your area, am I missing something?
5: No, speckled trout have been good for three weeks, I mean, they've been really good, (laughs) except for the hurricane that we've had for three weeks, but... We still catching, even with the wind blowing and the river's at 11-4 and rising to twelve five. You know, they kept kept saying it was gonna come down, but it's not. It's still got a month, it'll still be eleven in a month from now. So it is what it is. But we we are catching trout. I mean I mean actually very close to the river, so and they are catching down river as well. Some big old nice trout. I've been wanting to go down there, but just it's just been too windy. I mean, it's crazy. I tell you what, it's active this morning. I mean, the birds are going crazy. Everything, everything you could think of is the fish are hitting, and the, the birds are going crazy. The squirrels. I mean, it's an active morning. Wow, I love it.
2: Yeah, you know, I, it reminds me of that spring morning when we were out there and those uh, those little bait fish were, were laying their eggs and having their spawn, and the birds were eating them all up on the sides of the bank, and the fish were up in there too, just gorging themselves on them. Uh, glass
5: minutes, boy. I tell you what, I love spawn. Them. Yeah. When they have a spawn, I mean, you're catching the eggs on your hook. There's so many of them. But more when that happens, the fish just go crazy. I mean, they just in there, and that ought to happen this month. You know, it's time for that to happen. So, you know, I I don't find I don't fish the speckled trout on a spawn until, you know, sometimes in May, but mostly June, July is when I fish those great big fish on the on, the, on when they get on the bed. You know, we haven't seen it in our area since the oil spill. But it used to be where you could sight fish six to eight pound fish. I mean, you see them big old black backs sticking on top of the water. It give you a heart attack. <laughs> it's uh, it's beautiful to see. They're so fast that you, when you throw your your bait out there, you would think you spooked them. And they're so fast that they're turning it on it to get it. I mean, a speckled trout is an extremely fast fish. It's uh, it's uh, make your heart thump. I tell you that, buddy. Gosh, I hope we get that mouth. this year.
2: They got a big mouth yeah. on them, too. Big old yellow mouth. Uh, Ryan, we got some early reports of some birds working. Have any of you guys uh, spotted any birds working over the schools? Of trout? Yeah,
5: two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, the birds were working and the shrimp were popping everywhere. And then, then all the wind came. And uh, Todd one day was out there and he said, I saw five birds. I went over there caught 47 trout in a half hour. And, uh. He said, and look, we haven't had very many throwbacks. The other day I only had two throwbacks and, you know, pretty nice trout. So this week looks like it's not going to have the wind. You know, they were calling for a good bit of wind, but now it seems like it's slacked off a little bit. So it looks like this ought to be a great week. I'm hoping so. Get rid of this full moon and, you know, it'll be on. So I got to do a, a lot a lot of Conventional fishing this week, so I'm looking forward to that. Where I get on them speckled trout. Gosh, I missed that. I've been fly fishing <laughs> <Yeah>. so much. <laughs> you know, well, and that's, and that's fun We had too. one customer. We had one customer caught seventeen trout on a fly when, they, when those birds were working. He just sat there wearing them out on his fly rod. Yeah, so,
2: if you want, to you know, if you want to build your confidence with a fly rod, go underneath the birds when the trout are under there. You become, become an expert fly fisherman quick.
5: Yeah, you put a white streamer down there and emulate those little shrimp, and it'll be on. <laughs> put
2: anything on there to be on. Uh, Ryan, give me the blackberry report. Y'all got some of the biggest, juiciest, sweetest blackberries anywhere because of that rich alluvial soil y'all got down there. And looking up here by me in the piney woods, man, there's a lot of blackberry flowers this year. I'm hoping they'll
5: they'll make a, what, what a nice it, bunch of berries. What is 15th or 16th? What's today, 16th? 16th, yep, 16th. We should have been picking them a week ago. And I haven't even seen a red one yet. This, oh, this whole year is like that. It, this, yeah, this year is so late. In fact, the Mexican squirrels, you know, it's full moon. In March, there should have been tons of them. And it's a full moon in April, and I'm still not seeing near the numbers we're supposed to see. The blackberries down there get really, really good. I mean, I, I'm watching them. They're green, and they actually, they still have a few flowers, too. But uh, they're, they're green and they're small, but this last rain really ought to pump them up. They ought to make them nice and fat, and we'll be picking them probably next week or the week after.
2: They look like so black pineapples good. down there. Maybe exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> Maybe not quite. Yeah, that just
5: big. a little bit. But it only takes three to make a cobbler, so I don't know if that's <laughs> you know exaggerating much. Or not. <laughs> yeah, y'all got
2: some great stuff down there. the Oranges, the citrus. You you may as well be part of Florida down there. You know where y'all look. Yeah, well,
5: we don't have the citrus anymore. I mean, that that they call it greening, and it's it's killed the trees. I mean, it's it's terrible. We and you know. Uh, Hurricane Katrina wiped out everything down south, and they never replanted. And yeah, we don't have the citrus we used to have. We still got those nice farm, farm gardens that you know that you get all the great tomatoes and everything. And everything grows so good down there. My palm trees grow about five times faster than they supposed to. I you know, do. You the got ones it. I have yeah. everything grows faster and beautiful. There's subtropical uh, down there as well. You know, we have all the the great pretty plants. I mean, it's just a. It's a nice place, but it's uh, we're losing it fast, buddy. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just hope that we get some some of it rebuilt. You know, it's building on the east side really well, so. You know that's a beautiful area, and that's where we're catching our fish too. And, uh, yeah, got a lot of water going over there, and that's where we fish. So we have. Hope well, you know, we maybe you hope. can
2: uh, relocate Cajun Fishing Adventures Lodge, just put it on a barge and float it across the river and pop up over there. That
5: to be a big old barge, huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would, and that would help with duck hunting too. You'd be on that side too. That might
5: be... Oh God, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Well, we the next owner, you know, help.
2: when when you get old and gray, and, and the next owner comes in, that would be a good task for you
5: him i don't know how to tell you this buddy but i'm already old and gray <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to say
2: that but <laughs> we've been
5: doing this so long i tell yeah, you what
2: yeah we got the it's, scores uh, to prove it no doubt about it, it took yeah, a lot it of two,
5: hours huh? Stu <laughs> too my buddy Stu, he's we all we all talk about it all the time I said boy we've been doing this a long time he's i mean he's been doing it longer than myself he's still I fishing guess, right now yes he
2: is yeah i, I think, saw him last summer i think. Yeah.
5: Me and him, our days are numbered for for guiding, and it's it's been a wonderful run. But our days are numbered, so I'm sitting here watching all my fish in my pond. I will still have fish if I don't guide. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, my friend. Thanks for the report. Y'all have a happy Easter.
5: Same to you, buddy, and all our listeners.
2: All right, check him out, CajunFishingAdventures.com. All right, we come back after this. I'm going to close out with some of these text messages, get to as many as I can, and also tell you about uh, a creature I saw this week. Hadn't seen one in a long time. Boy, we're sure welcome to see it. Back to tell you about that and also next week's show, what's coming up, where we'll be right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And taking a look at our text message line, we've got the the Convent Hunting Club checking in on Easter weekend. He says, you know, the best way to have a good rabbit hunting season with beagles is you have to start in the off season. We run these dogs all year long religiously. And it also makes the dogs happy. All right, got a question. Uh, soaking uh, the, the shrimp to remove the iodine, a metallic taste, can we milk soak the swimps head on or peel them? Depends on what your recipe calls for. You could do it either way. If it doesn't matter, I say peel them, and you got less of that iodine area to remove. A uh, question about trout at Bayou Combe yet. Have not heard any reports. It's very early for trout at Bayou Combe. Best trout fishing at the mouth of Bayou Combe is going to be late summer. August, maybe even into September, but you can catch them other times, too. Uh, let's see. Here's a, a very good on-target text. It says, National Marine Fisheries Service collects data on the amount of fish on each boat, size, and age, where they're caught, and the migration of Menhaden through a tagging program. I know this because I had a summer job last three summers in college working for National Marine Fisheries Service collecting this data. After college, I worked at, I think he meant pogey plants, for 12 years. I'm a member of CCA, Encourage them to obtain this data and have it analyzed. The wheel does not have to be reinvented uh, for probably more cost to the taxpayers. Well, I can understand that the tagging on the Menhaden, that's certainly a good move to do, you know, what's efficient business. But I don't think there's enough data at all on the bycatch, and that's what House Bill 1033 is for, and again, Never too much science can be acquired before you make management decisions. But, uh, yeah, certainly if they have not, they probably already haven't had it analyzed. But if not, I would encourage CCA to get a hold of that information because that's also vital, too. Uh, Let's see. uh, We got this. Oh, on regard to the bad boy, if you're going to go lawless, really go. Yeah, that one did. Another text, Don, was the bad boy wearing orange? He did everything else wrong. Well, <laughs> wearing orange would have been wrong, too, because he was bow hunting, and you don't need it for that, but I don't know what he was wearing when he did all those crimes. Here's uh, one says, I'm not much on seafood. Why not? It's great stuff. Even though I live on the coast, but the fried catfish at Wayne Lee's in Pascagoula is the best. I think it's better than Bozo's. Yeah, Middendorf's has got some nice thin slide catfish, too, boy, making me hungry. All right, let's see. we got uh, thanks for the tip on the stock ponds and the Wildlife and Fisheries Go Out and Fish program. Very good information. That's from Big E and Thibodeau. Uh, here's one that's uh, wishing happy Easter to everyone. Another one going to be a great morning first trip out of Lafitte since Ida. Still some debris in the water. Be careful. Yes, it is. Joe's Landon, up and back in service with all your fuel. That's from my buddy Pete Chesser. Good luck, Pete. Send me a text. Let me know how you do. Miss Gallo's fish recipe. Could you send it? Go back and listen to the replay. Go to my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and you'll find the replay. It'll be available for you on Monday. And the surprise critter I saw back in my little wildlife area at my place, a Bachman's fox squirrel. Check it out, B-A-C-H-M-A-N squirrel. Uh, I've been after wildlife and fisheries for years to reduce the limit. It's still eight. They were once very plentiful. you hardly see them. It's a big fox squirrel east side of the Mississippi River, red and black with white tips. And there's also one called a zebra squirrel, which is totally black and white. I uh, don't see very many of them at all, but he came uh, in my backyard. And I was glad to see there's still a few of those around. All right, speaking of being around, we got to go. We'll be back next week. Uh, from Woodsboro, Texas, I'm going after the beady-eyed bird of Rio Grande, Texas, with my hunting buddy Janice, if she can put her first bird under the belt. We'll see you then, outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s?
1: It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.